0: uh nice to meet you man um
1: you are the drummer for cheer up dusty right yes my name is paul uh paul birth full name but you can just call me paul um that's me are we recording by the way i'm just yeah
0: yeah so <laughs> i i usually once you guys hop in i usually start rolling as long as there's no like audio uh interference uh we just we just keep going but
1: yeah i probably uh, should have okay. probably should have
0: told you that my bad
1: <laughs> no it's all good i didn't know what to throw on the voice or not you know for the introduction <laughs> yeah either way, we'll keep it in we'll keep it in It'll be fine. <laughs> no
0: well, so uh have how long have you been have you been in the band since like you guys first formed or did you come in later on uh in the project I, what, what's that look like
1: actually i came in like way later on so um brian had joined uh the band he was he's the guitarist now he was the third one to join after he met justin and we used to be in a band together brian and i and uh Around, I would say, like kind of when the COVID thing first started happening, maybe March, April, uh, he came to me like, hey, uh, you want to come drum for this guy I've been talking to? Uh, I'm being his guitarist for this pop punk band called Cheer Up Dusty. And like, I was a little hesitant at first because I was really unsure about my job coming back. So um, by around May or so, I decided to join up with him. I was like, you know, fuck it. My job's not coming back yet let's have some fun. And it's just around May, I got to join in on these guys. Uh, Justin started in like 2018 with the stuff and I, he got Patty uh, about a year or so later.
0: Yeah, that's interesting to join. Like literally as COVID's dropping, did like has it felt like time's been like slower or like sped up? Because I can't imagine like you've been able to play any live shows yet or anything like that, right?
1: Oh, totally. Um, we've, we've honestly just been, you know, only been trying to work gel together as a band because like that's all we really can do nowadays everything's still closed like hopefully with the vaccines rolling out that'll be changing but no we haven't been planning or anything um yeah
0: was was your last band and like uh was your last band in the same pocket of music like pop punk or uh, like what was your background playing before um was it pretty relative like related to uh like what cheer up dusty does or were you stepping into like all new territory
1: Oh totally. Uh, I I've been doing like the pop punk mostly. Like, if you want to go like like most or like a blanket genre, I would say punk in the punk realm. Uh, I started my first band in high school, uh, freshman year of high school, and uh, we were like this three four piece punk band. Uh, I then went to play for another pop punk band called At the Interview. If you might know have heard their name, I think they're still around. Um. I then went to drum for a folk punk band, I would say, uh, <laughs> Keep the Change. Um, it was unfortunately short lived, but beautiful project. And then the next band after that, where I met Brian, it's Dog Park. We were kind of like a funky, but definitely pop punk oriented band. So just all through my life, I've been having this punk influence, like while well, always, but I've always wanted to like genre out more. So it's just weird though that I've always been maintaining this punk vibe and I'd love it. Right, it
0: just kind of keeps drawing you in. So you're you're not new to like hopping around and meeting new guys and like joining new bands. So that, that probably no. wasn't too crazy for you, I guess. Like hopping in and cheer up Dusty, did you guys get along right away? Like what, what was that breakdown like when you first hopped in?
1: Well, the first time we were supposed to meet, I slept through the audition. So nice. that was a great first impression. But um, second, they gave it, luckily uh, I was able to talk to Justin and like, was like all right man it's all good we understand these things happen uh and i come back to the audition and justin and i are instantly just melding we're talking about our favorite punk bands and we're like we're hitting each other's soft spots like with a with green day and blink and stuff like that you know some of the bigger bands um and then basically at the audition they told me i was in so it was like an instant gel with him um of course brian I had already known from before and we've always, you know, we're always tight like that. And then uh, I met Patty a little afterwards. Um and he's just we were just melded together because we're kind of like video game nerds too. And right. we're good with the tech. And we just instantly bonded over that. And we're just uh it's nice. It's very nice.
0: So to get so to get the um, to get the breakdown of everybody in the band, because I'm I'm a new fan. I uh I'm trying to think about how I found you guys i don't know i found you guys on instagram and then found your music and was like oh fuck yeah like i gotta hit these guys up right away and uh i'm not sure who uh, yeah i'm not sure who i was talking to but like just so immediately responsive and so like just down to do it you know what i mean and um so so you're the drummer you're paul you're the drummer is justin the singer guitarist slash
1: guitarist um, Justin is the singer. He is our lead frontman. He is technically Dusty himself. He is the he's the man. Um, Brian is our guitarist, and uh, Patty is our bassist.
0: Cool. Cool. Um, so how did, do you, do you have an idea of like, I, I mean, I'd imagine you do, but like, how did cheer up dusty come into play? Cause I was like, when I found you guys, I was like, all right, which one's fucking dusty. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to figure <laughs> out who the hell's dusty and why the fuck's he so sad. But I, I love the name, dude. You just, you guys just call it like pop punk, pop punk essence. You know what I mean? In that name, um, e- even dog park. When you said that, I was like, Oh, that's a good fucking name. Um, yeah, man. Um, I, so,
1: I I'm not even coming up with these. That's just like I happen to have good luck with good named bands. I guess. <laughs> like I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, it could have been dog farts. You might not have. Uh, you might not have joined that one. Um, uh, but know, man,
1: that sounds like a fun punk band.
0: That's like a hardcore punk band. Heck like, it, yeah! You better expect to get punched in the face or farted on at one of their shows. Um, both. <laughs> yeah, both. That would make it well uh, well worthy. Um, did, how how did they come up with that name? Um, I'd imagine obviously it circulates around Justin, but how, how, do you know how they, how that came about?
1: Yeah, actually. Um, so it was around 2018 when this, or a little before 2018, 2017, I would say Justin was trying to start his own, like, uh, self-help kind of project thing. Like he just wanted to start making music again and to help himself, you know? So um, he was he was trying to think of really creative band names just to get people listening to his EP and you know for more feedback and just more name growth per se you know for his own you know his own musician self. So he 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 was thinking about the names and uh, people used to call him Dusty I think um, as a nickname and he first originally started with Wake Up Dusty because he felt like that would be like a good name to you know he wanted something to stand out where if you tried to search it it wouldn't come out like 500 different variations you know right but um wake up dusty didn't sound as catchy and then um i think one of his friends told him like hey man what? cheer up dusty and then like he was like hey
0: eureka that's
1: pretty good so cheer up dusty the name was born and uh he went to write his uh first little uh self-help ep we'll call it the uh, Uh, last year gave me the business which was in my opinion very very well titled yeah dude you know what i
0: love i just because you're touching on to uh the songs i love the album cover for shirtless and afraid uh (laughs) dude it gives me like it gives me like um bloodhound gang dude i didn't even see butt cheeks at first like when i first listened to the song yeah i didn't even know it was like a hidden gem i was like i was listening to it i happened to look down i'm like oh shit like he's butt ass naked like this is fucking hilarious um yeah like huge bloodhound gang vibes like it's just like i don't know that's just capturing like the youthfulness of pop punk really i mean you know that just kind of hits the nail on the head um I'm really glad I get to talk to you because I uh, so far, which I've had a great time. I've I've talked to a lot of the um, singer songwriters um, in most of the bands except for Midfield. I got to talk to all those guys, but I- I'm really cool. interested in kind of just like jumping into the dynamics of like being able to talk to you as a drummer. Um, ah. You know, and uh, w- just kind of curious, like when you came into the band, uh, what was the structure like? Was it was it like far off from what you've been in before? Is it pretty collaborative? Um, wh- what were some of the things that stuck out to you in terms of just how the band operates when you first joined?
1: Um, I, th- I think it broke up at the end a little bit on my end, but um, I think I can summarize the question up. Uh, how that all like felt to me, like it's very different coming up into this band because uh, of specifically Justin and the role that he's taking. He's specifically the singer songwriter. I mean, like, not songwriter specifically, you know, that's like more solo acty people, but like, he's specifically the singer. And I've never had that happen in a band with me before. I've always had the guitarist as is the singer, and he comes in with the songs and the chords, and we all just instantly grab it and play onto the song. However, this is like a little more different because you know, he's, he's writing lyrics a lot to the tunes and the songs that we kind of make while we're jamming. And it's, it's a hard thing to wrap myself around because I'm so used to like the setup, the writing and we're going. So that was the, one of the biggest things that stood out to me. And it definitely made me open up my playing um, to accept more, you know, I guess definitely more like uh, repeatability or experimentation. I would say, sure. Why not? I can't think of the word. Um, You know, just hearing, trying to these new riffs all the time and like seeing what comes funking out of us or punking out of us in this sense Mm -hmm. um it's 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 definitely a different thing to grasp trying to just build something straight from the ground up you know like because there's no guitar no bass no nothing we're starting now we're writing the song don't know what it's going to be but it's going to be cool maybe hopefully
0: Right. So you're saying like previously, and correct me if I'm wrong, previously, um <clears throat> some sort of like demo or some foundation of a song would be presented, and then you guys kind of would like uh add your uh touch to it, and then you join Cheer up Dusty and you kind of find yourself in a position where you're starting like from scratch. Is that is that what you're getting at?
1: yes i'm sorry i i have a tendency to ramble no no dude you, you'll
0: you probably hear me fucking ramble through this whole time <laughs> so d- really d- say whatever you want i'm just trying to break down um the dynamics and where you know i guess the the difference is um just from what it sounded like it sounded like you guys kind of come into rehearsal and it's like yeah yo i got this riff um it could be a chorus it could be a verse let's see what the fuck happens
1: definitely definitely that's like how it is going now when we're writing these new songs too like a Brian like started playing this old riff from dog park that we never used. And now we're turning that into something brand new that uh, like uh, never was. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's interesting.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I'd imagine, like you said, it kind of opened up your experimenting, um, and, and playing. Um, when did you start playing? Uh, Were you, were you younger? Did you grow up in a family that was kind of music oriented or did you, Tend to find your own path and what you were, you know, what you wanted to play and what kind of music you were listening to?
1: No, I uh, I definitely grew up in a very uh, musical household. My father has been a, a Mark, specifically, he started off as being in a marching band and as a lead snare drummer uh, when he was young, did drum corps, taught drum line, and then, like, in that time, became a Latin jazz drummer. Wow. So he's my dad. And then my mom is this really great singer songwriter. Uh, On an acoustic guitar, she can play piano very well. Um, Of course, you know, uh, she's a bit more, uh, uh, has more stage fright than my dad, but I I get both my rhythmic and my melodic music into this household. And uh, that really pushed me indirectly into joining things like a concert band, like when I was in fourth grade, I think. And I did most band stuff throughout all of high school, uh, or not all high school, up to high school, you know? mostly percussion and then i uh picked up bass for high school band um, Oh, um yeah so i have basically you know grown up with it all my life and uh, a lot of what surrounded me was um uh older music at the time uh, that my family would listen to uh stuff like from the 80s 70s even you know very little 90s but um it would be a lot of stuff like the police um bob marley the beatles classics like that um Definitely more uh, Latin stuff too, like Tito Puente and Santana. Um, hell, we'd even go so far as like uh, this band XTC that I really love. Uh, really good pop band. Check them out. They're but they're broken up, you know. But yeah, yeah you know, '80s stuff.
0: Yeah, well, um, that's you kind of need to get that instilled at you at some point, right? I mean, you get your you get your beautiful melodies from the Beatles. You get your like really cool. Uh, experimental shredding from Santana I mean all these elements so you kind of take that with you along your own musical journey and then you kind of find like I can relate to that a lot because my dad was like super into when I was growing up he was super into like Casey and the Sunshine Band Earth Wind Fire (laughs) you know what I mean so like I got Mm -hmm. that shit and then my mom was very like pop oriented so it kind of took me some time to find my own path in music and like when you had said Green Day earlier dude I was like a fucking like you know what i mean like obsessed with yeah Green Day. i remember Same. being i remember being in eighth grade and i was at a family friends up in like upstate new york and i used to hit this like little record shop down at the mall really small town and i remember i found kerplunk and 1039 smooth out slappy hours like you, you know you obviously you would know you know pre-dukey Yo, oh yeah and yeah i was like dude what the fuck and at the time that was something that nobody i hung out with or knew uh, you know knew anything about it still felt like even though green day is this huge band those pre dookie records still felt like no, this man. underground thing
1: no totally i could only like, you know i had my green day phase in like middle school so i can only like really imagine like, for that kind of stuff but like it's always cool to find like those hidden gems and stuff like that at the the record stores that like your friends wouldn't really necessarily know, necessarily know it's always it's always fun
0: Right. So it helped it helped me shape out what I was like, Okay, this is the kind of music, even though if it didn't carry musically into whatever I had written or whatever I was playing, everybody needs those stepping stones, like those foundations to finding out when, you know, when. And, you know, when they can play with a band or what they want to play. Um, So what age did you actually like start taking the drums pretty seriously? Because I know you had played, um, you said you had played percussion in school, but when did you start hopping on the kit and when did you join your first band?
1: Yeah, that was uh, right around the time of high school where my musical career actually like really started to pick up, you know, with the bass and everything like that. Um, But I joined and really played drums all my life. And I uh, started my high school band in ninth grade, freshman year with a a buddy named Sean Krause and uh, Rashawn Parker. Uh, We had a keyboardist too, uh, Matt Wines. Um, But uh, we didn't really last that long with it. We were just like, eh, keyboard in a punk band. And he's now in the Marines. So thank you for your service if you ever (laughs) listen to this, Matthew. Um, Hope you're
0: still playing the keys
1: dude hopefully man i think i think he's doing drumline actually in the marines so, oh dope, iconic, dope man he's in there um but Rashawn and sean and i and i uh started this punk band called insanity theory and uh we were a band for like four years or so basically throughout all of high school um we had a little bit of a spit spat as friends do and so like around the summer of my senior year i uh joined at the interview and then uh after that I just kept joining band after band after high school you know just really dipping my toes and what music I wanted to really play in and how I could take all my musical influences into them you know
0: what was your what was your I'm always curious because I uh I, I had a buddy um well still I mean he's one of my best friends but we um you find people in life that you just are m- cosmically and like musically just drawn to um and he's like my person i have a few people but he's like probably one of my main people that we could go down and just like improv jam for hours and it's like He knows when I'm about to go into the next, you know, structure of whatever improv song we're doing. And, uh, you know, you just find somebody that you're so drawn to and you guys try to make something happen for years and years. But sometimes when you're young, you have such big aspirations, right? Like you're having fun with what you're doing and you're not taking it too seriously. But like you can't help but like dream you know, of what, what it could be (laughs) have you, have you ever had moments in these bands where you were like, fuck it. You know what I mean? This just doesn't, it just doesn't work. Like, I love to play music. I'm going to continue to play music, but I I don't know if this band thing's going to happen or have you always just had like such a laid back mindset? Like, you know what? I'll just find that next group. What has anything changed from when you first started your band mentally till now, or has it been pretty straightforward throughout that time?
1: You know, um, I started off really hot headed. Um, thinking that like, uh, whatever I thought musically was the right thing. So within my first band, I was very like, uh, adamant about where we should go. And that's what our little fight was about. Um, after that, I, I like really learned from that experience, like, Hey man, don't be a dick like that. Like, Oh, that makes sense. But, um, so the next band I joined, um, I don't want to make too blatant names, um, I, it's in particular order. The band I joined, um, we just didn't really have a right fit because I found like my old traits in these new players, and they were all great guys, but like they were just a little too like pushy in their own direction. So that's like I found that as a another example to go by, and like mentally how I should be. You know, I should be really open and ex- accepting to these new musical art styles, whatever it would be. Um, and I should really just lay myself back, like you're saying, you know, like just really take whatever comes and like go with it. Um, but in another band, you become too lazy. And uh, I became too lazy and, you know, really just like, all right, I need to set my standards though. Like I, I, uh, I opened myself way too much up. I loosened myself way too much up to just let all these easy um, mistakes or not mistakes, like little like musical things, you know, that I just get bored with easily. Um, so finally I'm ending up with these bands that are all a good mixture of everything, you know, Dog Park and, uh, definitely Cheer Up Dusty. Finally, um, everything's coming into place with Cheer Up Dusty. I feel like as my own musical career because it not only gives me the, uh, opportunity to expand musically, um, not only with myself, but with Patty and Brian and Justin. Um, it's also given me a lot of structure and balance because of, uh, the way that we've been trying to meet up, you know, with these months, these past few months, like every other week or so, and uh, definitely keeping up on game with the social media and whatnot. So it's, it's always this great learning experience from every band. Um, whether it be negative or positive, I feel like it's always a good step forward in experience.
0: Right. It's like, um, it's, it's almost like any relationship or commitment in life, you kind of got to tread through the bullshit. And uh, sometimes you're the one making the mistakes. And sometimes you can see other people that kind of reflect old uh, personality traits within yourself. And and you take all of that to utilize it for whatever relationship seems to come to fruition. And it's cool. It sounds like Cheer Up Dusty is that for you, right? You had to kind of tread through some of the shit of your own, some of the things you didn't like just to finally find something that's like, just kind of falls in your realm of what you're trying to do um what totally what would you say like your role is in cheer up dusty i mean obviously you know you're the drummer but do, do you have and <laughs> you know any other specific roles how to is it, is it a demanding um you know uh thing like do you guys is it pretty laid back when you guys get together do you guys seem to accomplish a lot when you do get together and what role do you feel like you had to take on to uh you know help be um uh structure in this band
1: you know um when when you show up to stuff like a band, uh, especially when you get older, I feel like you treat it more like a not only as a hobby, but more of like a, a a very like laid back job in a sense. So not only are you going to band and like I'm seeing my friends Justin, Patty, and Brian again, I'm also seeing my my uh my uh, my crewmates, my my workplace associates, whatever you want to call them. They are my my partners in crime. So. I'm I'm we're all here to get business done in a fun way so we're able to not only you know joke around and have fun during these practices we're making huge strides with writing songs and um, figuring out what needs to go where in order to really pump out these quality this quality uh, content we're trying to go for you know Um, so it's 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 a it's 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 overall just very well so structured and organized that we you know have these few jobs like brian is our social media guy patty is our content creator justin is our face and me um i I like to say i bring you know to them to the table my more uh to be honest man i'm a drummer so (laughs) i'm I'm, I'm the lazy one but for i i feel like i bring in a younger attitude to the band because i am like the youngest out of them i think Justin's like 29 almost 30 this a couple months. Uh, You know, Brian, I I think is like the third youngest and he's like 27. So I'm 21. And uh, I think I give these guys a little, you know, a new insight into what kids or not kids but like, you know, younger people are looking for.
0: Right, right. That's kind of like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Ramones, but that's kind of like when like CJ Ramone hopped in all the other guys were like in their late thirties or like, you know, mid forties or late forties. And he kind of hopped in and kind of brought that youthfulness into it. Um, does it are, are you because it's a weird dynamic. I mean, you jumped in kind of right when COVID had, you know, came in. You guys have had a lot of time to write and practice and stuff. Do you have any nerves about getting out there and actually playing your first show when you go out? Or have you always been pretty comfortable, like with stage presence, Um, you know, in that sense? Is, is there any concern there? Or are you kind of ready to just like go and fucking tear it up?
1: Um, Honestly, every time I go out for a show, I feel like there's always a little butterflies. You always want to give the best performance you can. You know, obviously we're all so hyped to to finally play these shows and we always are because I feel like when you're not like really in a true fun band, if you're not writing songs to play live, you know, like to play to people and we're so excited to do that, but it's always rough to introduce new content because you never know if it's going to really stick with people, you know, what's the first listen going to sound like and like how judgmental are they going to be, you know, like, um, how, like, how far have we strained from the old sounds? Like, is this gonna be live up to par? Is this gonna live up to par? Like, there's all these uncertainties that come with these new shows and especially with new members of the band. Like, are they gonna like how the band evolved? Because it was mostly Justin at first doing having the creative control. Um, and then he added Patty in and then like it helped them. So like Brian and I feel like a little bit of a radical change for them because of more of our experience um especially in dog park being in the jam band that it kind of was and um it's uh i just kind of lost myself oh my goodness i'm like a ramble dude i Um, do it all the time (laughs) it's all good (laughs) i'm um,
0: finally glad i have somebody here that like you thinks he rambles you know more than i do
1: (laughs) it's i gotta be honest with yourself you know dude i get um, lost in thought i'll just start fucking going and i'm like what the fuck was i talking about i know man i hope i hope nobody skips this episode um (laughs) But in, in the end, um, I forget the question. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dude, it's all good. I'll throw,
0: I'll, I'll start to ask a question. And I just realized as soon as I'm done, I asked you four fucking questions. So if you could at least even accomplish one or two of those answers, I'm pleased. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, I'm really excited to see you guys. Um, oh, just, right, right. You know, just because right now, I think, you know, in 2020 you guys released what two or three singles i believe in you yeah. shirtless and afraid uh
1: and uh, late uh, bloomer is our latest one right so and we have another one coming out
0: oh hell yeah when
1: uh i'm not sure if i can say this yet but i'm gonna say it anyway it's gonna be late april
0: hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah hey it's okay you didn't give a specific date so the guys can't get mad at you
1: Um uh, indeed, no nah.
0: Well, you know, it's cool. COVID, COVID kind of brings, right? I mean, you could you could lay it on the table and you could take your positives and your negatives from it. But one cool thing I think that it works maybe in your guys' benefit, and you could tell me if you agree or not, is that this is giving you time to help work up a, a great set list, um, for, formulate how exactly you want to present that set list, and then you guys can literally just come out and just start kicking ass. Is that kind of Definitely. what you guys are taking advantage of at the moment?
1: Totally. Every practice, every time we play a song, we're playing it like we're playing it to an audience. We have to figure out what flows best. Every practice is a set, you know? Keeping that mindset in the play. It uh I feel like it always brings out the best in every set list, you know. Uh you know what flows, you know how you can uh make funny jokes in the songs or what songs you just, you know, you go right into after the other. Um and I feel like that's like the Best part, that's our favorite part we're willing to share with people is like how we can deliver these songs.
0: I love, um, I was kind of late into the pop punk game. I mean, you know, I loved bands Fame. like, I loved, like, I love bands like obviously like Green Day, um, but they are on a different spectrum um, as like Blink 182 or like Alkaline Trio, who I really love now. Um, uh, well, I've, I've loved them for a while, but more or less like their first album or two but uh Mm -hmm. i was kind of late to the game but one thing that i've really loved about about pop punk is it um not only is it timeless but it's also specific to one time so you can have this modern pop punk music that makes you feel nostalgic and i love that and i feel like cheer up dusty really brings that essence you know to the table uh as soon as you listen to them i mean as soon as i listen to like i believe in you i've had that fucking stuck in my head for like uh, I mean, ever since i fucking listened to it um you guys capture that really well and it's really cool to see bands like you guys and and midfield um still bringing that to the table in, in such a cool fucking way were you first initially when you heard cheer up dusty's music did they throw you um i guess justin's like first couple of songs that he had released at you
1: how did you even you know get to listen to their music and what did you think at first honestly like I didn't know what to expect coming out of like a new pop punk band. Cause I wasn't really, I I didn't really have a lot of experience in the local pop punk scenes. You know, I was always in like more like heavier, like emo punk, uh, yeah. that kind of stuff, you know, always. Um, so this is, I didn't really know what to expect. And when I heard uh, his first EP, I, I really like, again, like even as a 21 year old, I felt nostalgic. Cause I like felt back to my high school first band, like how fun that was. And, um, I, it b- kind of blew me away in a sense like how like you know like in no offense like the songs aren't like anything like s- you know stand outish or spectacular you know like it's not like a one hit wonder instantly but like right. it always is it's such a jam it's such a bop things like damn it janice and my personal favorite every other weekend dad like they're just so fun to listen to and so fun to play and i was i was honestly like really excited like when i first like when I heard them again when I was getting ready for it like I was like I I couldn't believe I waited so long to like actually make my mind up and go and audition and as I auditioned it just felt like I was in high school again just playing pop punk playing punk songs and it was just so fun and I'm having so much fun playing these newer songs too like I make or uh I believe in you which is like when I was practicing for the music video, it's it still stuck in my head. The full song is still stuck in my head. I can't like get. I can't escape from it.
0: It's just it's, so it's, it's just fucking so catchy. Yeah, it's just so catchy. I and I always try to express this. And I, dude, I'm. I, I'm like, uh, if people if people actually listen, you know, to some of these episodes, and they'll realize sometimes I'm pretty repetitive in what I say. But I think it's because it stands so Same. strong with all of you guys. Is that I, you know, I, I love hearing local acts that I know I could hear on a bigger scale, and you guys fall right into that pocket because. Um, And there's so many there's there's so many and that's one great thing about the time we live in that there's so many underground indie or just you know just local bands that have this big powerful presence as some of these bigger more well-known bands and um, and that's okay because everybody doesn't need to be on the same scale and everybody has a progressive trajectory that they're going through right, right? there's there's no there's no promises but there's also no denial of uh, a bigger you know bigger platform for for bands um And I I think that's really, really fucking cool. Um, I'm kind of interested in like still like how you kind of like grew up and how everything was. What high school did you go to? I went to Hamilton High School. Okay. Where's that? Is that in Pennsylvania or?
1: Actually, um, no, I live in ACO. So uh, we're South Jersey, basically, uh, ah, man, 45 minutes away from Philly. I don't know. Um, But it's right near all the blueberry farms and stuff like that.
0: Oh, cool. Are all of you guys Jersey based? Is it, is it pretty much a Southern Jersey based band?
1: Actually, um, wow. I guess we, mm, everybody I think is from Jersey. Um, maybe Justin's from Philly, but I know, or no, actually Brian's from Costa Rica. What am I even talking about? Brian, is, <laughs> uh, you know, he was born in Costa Rica. So he, uh, but he moved to, uh, Jersey when he was a young kid. Um, so yeah, I guess we would all say we were Jersey boys at first, but, um, with people moving around and such like that, like we got a couple people in Philly, a couple people in Jersey. We're, we're kind of South Jersey, Philly band, I would say, you know, like we want to hit that audience.
0: Cool, man. It, w- was it hard for you? And um, uh, it sounds like you kind of hopped band from band in high school. So did you have a lot of people that were kind of musically um, inclined? Was it was it not as hard for you to find people to jam with
1: or find people with similar interests in music as you? Um, you know, like as in high school, most people have terrible personalities and I was one of them. So I didn't have many friends, but (laughs) the people I did, I was able to, you know, uh, jam with at the time, you know, be so lucky for like, we jam so hard and we still jam hard to this day. Like Sean and I still jam and like, he, like, like, uh, you you were talking about earlier. We are one of those like soul musical partners where we just know what's going to happen. We can just jam forever. Um, but definitely as I grew up more, it, it, opened me up to a lot more musicians to jam with, especially, uh, starting with dog park, I would say, because, uh, the lead singer that Matt used to run this thing, or, uh, he had friends that would run this thing called Monday night jams. And so that basically opened me up to play with so many musical people where we would just come in and jam and like find new, uh, doorways, new paths in the music and, um, I get to now fully use that and cheer up Dusty and it's, 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 uh, and it's harder during COVID to, to find people to jam with now, of course, you know, new people, at least cause you know, everyone's So at least I am kind of afraid of interacting with people. I don't know. Cause you know, viruses and whatnot. Right. But, you just um, don't
0: know. Yeah,
1: exactly. But with the people that I do know and the people that, you know, they know when we come in and jam together, it's, it's so always so much fun and uh while it isn't very often we it's, it's uh getting once we get the jams out it's all good you know that's cool man and i, I have- like
0: i like hearing things about like people that have like music mondays or like you what whatever like any like uh kevin mccall from Andorra. he he does vinyl nights at the uh cool. grape room in philadelphia and i like i like hearing shit like that because And one of the other things that I'm pretty repetitive with is uh, I see a lot of greatness and a lot of uh, not so much greatness in the time we live now. I think everybody has the ability to do everything themselves and everybody has an outlet to express themselves musically and stuff. Um, But sometimes I feel like it can be kind of jaded in a sense where everything is this like social media uh, uh, striped thing where sometimes that like person-to-person essence kind of can get lost or um, some of that community, some of that real physical interaction community things uh, uh, get lost. Was was that something that it kind of was like uh, your buddy that said, wh- what was it? The Monday? Uh, Monday night jams. Monday night jams. Was that held at a certain venue or wh- what was that like? Because I love hearing shit like that. I think, I think part of the reason, and I'll explain myself, is that uh, I saw myself realizing that all these bands were putting out live shows on YouTube and all this stuff. And I feel like sometimes it kind of gave an excuse for certain people not to go out and see bands. And it was really making it hard to get, uh, to get tickets sold or just to get people to come to your shows sometimes. Cause if they could see you through a screen, what the fuck's the point? You know what I mean? But a lot of people still have that, uh uh want to go see live music so uh, do you have any thoughts about that like nowadays what where we're at um if you can share some of the benefits you see and maybe some of the the negatives if you have any
1: sure um you know from my musical career i haven't had a lot of uh experience in the scenes just because of the way that our bands were um you know we were always very kind of low tier very new into the scenes so um I I I've seen a lot of benefits that it can bring. Like, uh, it it brings a lot of people to, uh, a lot of bands to light, you know, it gives them their chance to shine. And, um, amongst these bigger name bands, you know, like, like they're opening acts basically for these bigger local bands, you know? Um, and that's a good thing because, you know, you get to interact with so many people, you get to make your name in the scene, um, And hey, maybe you even might get a a couple free or not free, but a a couple photos that you can buy off a a random photographer that's there. Right. Um, However, a lot of the times I've seen the scenes can get very clicky and they like close in on themselves. And that's what I've kind of seen a lot um, with the scenes, at least that I've uh, been in and uh, been a part of. Um, I don't want to name anything in specific just because, you know, if they're still going on or what's going on. But, um, it's, it's, it can be kind of, uh, disheartening, you know, when you like, you you try to put into your all to a scene, you know, you go to the gigs, you support the bands and then they just like, they don't really want anything to do with you other than just to go to their shows, you know? Right. And that's what I've unfortunately had experience with, you know, they just want us to go to the shows, but they don't want to put it back to you, you know, like nobody wants to, yeah. I, I've oh, exp-
0: no my bad I, I was just gonna say I've experienced that too where I've seen local bands where I've went up afterwards and I just really I didn't want anything from them I just wanted them to know that I I just appreciated them and or I've really enjoyed the song or certain aspects of their set and it's like it's almost like this like get the fuck away from me attitude like I I, yeah. like, I don't know if you think you're fucking Axl Rose but like, you know what I mean? You just really turned me off from whatever I thought you had going on. So I definitely, I definitely see where you're coming from with that. Um, and maybe, maybe your experience wasn't as intense as that, but almost like an ego, you know what I mean? Almost an egotistical oh, totally. type of sense.
1: You know, it, when it gets, when things get clicky, like I don't mean to put scenes in a negative view because there are a lot of good things, but when scenes get clicky, it just gets so toxic because, they're all building up off their friends' word of mouth, you know? They're all just talking to their friends about their bands at that point. They get in a loop. So they think they have all these fans, but it's really just the same crowd going to every show. Right. And it's like, what, what, when is it just going to be band practice every day? You know, like, when is it just going to become public band practice? Like, I don't know. Um, that stuff can kind of bother me. And if, like you said, if you try to give any, like, fe- like feedback, it, it might, like, unless it's coming from, like, a friend, it, it, it's kind of like, you know, blown off in a sense, you know, it's, it's always like, Oh, uh, thanks. Right. You know? And I've never, By the way, can I borrow your aunt?
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, yeah. Is that the house set? Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. Um, I no, dude, I totally agree with that. And I, I, I playing live when I was younger, there was and me and my buddy, Eric, who drummed for me, we both expressed this numerous times that there was nothing that felt better than somebody coming up to you after a show and telling you what they liked about what you did because you're like instead of having this like uh you know uh, thanks like attitude it's like wow like i didn't expect i was gonna get through to anybody with what i'm doing and um i could tell just from talking to you through this and kind of our social media interaction with you guys that like that that's not you guys at all i mean when i hit you up i I could tell I i could tell right away that you know um you guys were down uh, like communally you know what i mean like you guys were down to support other people that also support you and you know what i mean just more of a community As effort first. opposed to this clicky thing i mean i had to reschedule with you guys two times or three times you guys <laughs> you guys literally could have told me to fuck off and you didn't you guys gave me such a no, you know man. positive no response to for all that
1: ex- exactly right like there's it- no reason like what is being mean gonna get you in life it's nothing. It's going to get you even more mean attitudes. So like, let's all like give a chance to enjoy each other's company. And like, we'll actually find we have a lot in common as human beings, not only in just a music scene, but like, you know, I don't mean to get so philosophical here as a drummer for a pop punk band. It's always great to be able to have the option to open a community to people. And if, you know, people don't want to be in the community that's fine. You know, if you want to just come to shows, that's fine, but we're here to start stuff and we're going to do events we're going to plan stuff out. We're going to raise money for each other and other organizations. We're going to do this the right way. And we have a goal in our minds and we're going to have fun along with it, you know, along the way. This isn't just like us building a, you know, we're not building a skyscraper and leaving it there for other people to join it. You no, we're we're here to f- build our own shop and we're going to f- fill it with things to sell to people in a sense. You know what I'm trying to say? Like we're building stuff from the ground up well, and we yeah. want to include as many people as we can into it. And you know, I'm gonna fucking, willing.
0: I'm gonna fucking buy whatever the hell you guys build because I'll tell you what, being being humble and um and supporting it, it creates longevity, right? You know, if you come from a more pure um, sense, you know, uh, in heart, whatever, you know what I mean. If you if you come from yeah. you know a helpful place like that, and you're not some egotistical. Person or band and you're into creating and and having more of a community effort with things. I mean, it's going to create longevity. So I really appreciate that with you guys. And, um, you know, it, 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 I could see it from the grip and I see it even more now. So, um, yeah, well, Paul, I really enjoyed talking to you, man. And I'd love to have you guys back. I can't wait for the new single. I'd love to talk to all of you guys next time, too. And we get a whole fucking, you know, a whole thing going Um, I I really enjoyed our interview today and I feel like, you know, we have tons more to talk about. So thank you again, man,
1: dude. Thank you so much, Brandon, for having us on. And like, you know, um, we're, we're always up to do everything, man. Like we want to get more people out here. Like this is my second, third podcast. So I want to come back with all the boys and like have fun because like, honestly, you've been so great. And like, um, as a host and just as a person in general, you know, man, like you're not being like a dick about rescheduling You're you're open about it and you're up front and you're an honest man. And anyone who isn't wanting to be on your podcast is just missing out. Cause it's like, it's such, it's so relaxing and it's so fun to talk with you. Thank um,
0: you, dude. That, that I'm honestly, that, that means so much. I, I wish we had fucking two more hours to talk. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to save all of that shit we want to talk about for the next time because uh, you know, it, it it's going to be good. I'm really excited. And again, you know, you guys could have been the ones, you know, for how many times I had to reschedule, you guys could have been real nasty to me and you guys like for how much anxiety I had even having to do that, you guys made me feel so much better. And, uh, you know, thought it was a great interview. So, uh, thanks again, man.
1: Thank you so much, Brandon. Have a good
0: night, man. Yeah. You too, brother. I'll talk to you soon.